You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Church, this is an unusual morning uh, for me. Um, I'm a planner. I like... uh, I like everything laid out ahead of time, uh, for the most part, and uh, especially when it comes to my sermons. Uh, but I had a lot of things this week that the Lord had spoken, and I, I have a folder in my phone, and I write these things down immediately, otherwise I will totally and completely forget them. Um, and I had a bunch of these things, and I'm just sitting there looking at it this week and just wondering, okay, Lord, which one are you going to attach me to for a sermon? And that's normally what he does. He normally speaks a word, and that's the one that my heart immediately gets attached to. It's like, okay, this is the word for the day. And that didn't happen until this morning. So I'm going to be heavily dependent on my notes, so forgive me if I'm not making uncomfortable eye contact with you all out there, okay? Um, I know you love it, but this was, it was interesting this morning. I was sitting down, and I'm just, Lord, like, I, I still don't know what you have for your people, He's like, just start writing. Like, okay. So I just started writing, and we have a sermon, I think. So we'll see what happens. But last week, we need to review this. This is important. We need to review this. Last week, we talked about the all-sufficient one. The God who is more than enough, El Shaddai. Right? We, we have a tendency in Western uh, Christianity, we like to avoid those Hebrew scary names. Right? We just Jesus and Jesus Christ, that's his only name. But we have been brought in to a family that has had thousands and thousands of years of culture and heritage that we need. it's important for us to know because scripture was written towards these people. Right? Scripture was written in a time that we did not exist in. It's important for us to be connected to the culture that we have been adopted into. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? And, one, and this, it's just a simple reality that we need to know the names that the Lord has given, that the Lord has released and revealed about Himself because throughout Scripture it's this beautiful thing. But the Lord continues to reveal aspects of who He is in His name. He gives a different name for a different moment that you would know this is a piece of the Father's heart that specifically and directly relates to me right now in this situation. And I'm telling you for this house, the name that we didn't know is that He is El Shaddai. He is the God who is more than enough. More than enough. And a question that we posed last week, is this what the world sees in us? If this is who our God is, if our God is a God who is more than enough, and we have the presence of this God that dwells and lives in us, do they see that in and through us? Do they see a God that is more than enough? 2 Corinthians 5.20 Therefore we are ambassadors for Christ, God making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. If God is making His appeal through us, He is revealing the nature of His heart through you and I. So when people look at us, they should see a God that is more than enough. Right? Because we operate in such a way, in such a faith, that my God is more than enough. And I will always have more than I need. I'm telling you right now, there's not a single one of us in this room that does not have more than we need. More than we need. I'm not talking about comparing to your neighbor. I'm talking about look at your life and what you have. You have more than enough. 
Because this God is a God of abundance. So are we putting on El Shaddai? Are we putting that on display? Does the world see that we serve an abundant God who freely gives to His kids? It's important to recognize that truth as well. You are His children. When you ask the Lord for something, you are not asking this master and you are this slave coming before Him to ask Him for some little thing if He'll just give you the scraps off the table. No, you are speaking to your Father. And you are a co-heir with Christ. Royalty. A holy nation. In the eyes of this King. So when when He hears you speak, He does not hear a servant. He does not hear a slave. He hears His son. He hears His daughter. So understand that. Recognize that. You who are parents, when your kid asks for something, you don't hear some punk little kid that won't leave you alone. You hear your child that you love and adore. I hope you don't hear some punk kid that won't leave you alone. If not, my counseling door is open. And we'll talk about it. Okay? Will the world see El Shaddai? The only way the world will see El Shaddai through us is if we believe it first. You can't give away what you have not received. And if I do not believe that He is not the God who is more than enough, when when will the world ever see a more than enough, a more than abundant God in me? They won't. They'll see me penny-pinching for scraps off of the Lord's table. And too many Christians live that way. But we must believe it. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that He is more than enough, church? And if we believe that He is more than enough, and He dwells in me, and I am His Son, then we must also believe that I am equipped with more than enough. Amen? Amen? You are equipped with more than enough. The Lord has had me on this journey of understanding provision and really just this statement of I go before you. Have we really thought, have you in your own walk really sat down to think about the reality of the Lord going before you and establishing Himself in days that you have not yet gotten to? What a profound thought. That before you know of a difficulty, before you know of a need, before you know of a friend's need, the Lord has established provision in your days for such things. But what do we do? We arrive at the circumstance and then we begin to respond to God hoping that He can react to our circumstance. Our God is not a reacting God. He's not playing defense. That's a defensive strategy, right? This happened, so now I have to do this. This is not the Lord. Because He's all-knowing. He knew what was coming and He knew what would be in your day and He established Himself perfectly in that day. Amen? What a truth. What a reality for us to hold on to. We must believe that I am equipped, that you are equipped with more than enough. Romans 8.37, what does it say? It says that we are more than conquerors. And if He is an abundant God, then we are children of abundance. You are a child of more than. You have inherited more than enough. Amen? We are always equipped with more than we will need. And that means that we are also equipped with more than we need to lead this community to salvation and establish the kingdom of heaven in it. You are equipped with more than you need. And before we move on, I just want us to stop and believe this really quick. Because with Him, I am always more. With Him, I will always have more than I need. With Him, I will always have more than I need. Say it with me. With Him. I will always have more than I need. With Him, I will always have more than I need. Do you actually believe that? 
Okay, I got one for sure. She's like convincing herself. Yes, with him you will always have more than you need. Church, this is important. This is important because we are really, really good at being really quick to forget what the Lord just did. But if you truly believe in this moment that with Him, I will always have more than I need. For the circumstances that, that are mine and for the circumstances that are others, the circumstances that He's leading me to to be a part of ministry and part of establishing an answer, you will always have more than you need. If you truly believe that, it doesn't matter when you started believing it, if you can say right now that I truly believe that with Him I will always have more than I need, then right now, let this be the day. It's the 25th of June, 2023. Let this be the day that you no longer doubt that the Lord will always provide more than you need. Amen? Amen. From this day forward. we gotta, we got to establish that before we can move on. Church, I just want us to look at an example really quick, but what happens to a person? And just think about this for yourself. Think about this as you've, as you've seen others around you encounter these kind of things. But what happens to a person when they see their needs met? What happens to a person when they see provision in their lives? Uh, they, they are relieved, right? If they have a need and then all of a sudden it's met, what I, all of us in here, right? If you have a need and all of a sudden it's met, what do you, all of a sudden you're just like, whew, I feel relieved. I feel lighter. I don't feel as heavy. I, I think of this, um, I think of this, the best example for me is payday. Have you ever seen somebody on payday? Especially someone, and I, all of us in here, I, I know can relate to this, but we lived paycheck to paycheck, right? You guys remember those times? Paycheck to paycheck, where you're just like holding on with a few cents just for that next day, because then that paycheck comes in. And what happens when that paycheck comes in? You see that money in your account. <sighs> right? I'm good. I've got, I've got the provision for the things ahead. Right? I have enough now to go and do these things. I have enough now to sustain these things. It's, it's this moment of relief, the feeling that you get or still get when you get paid. There are times, I'm, for me, I'm 32 years old. I've had a job. For, uh, I've been working for a long time uh, in the workforce. And I still, there are days where I'll see that paycheck hit the account. And I'm like, woo. Now my wife won't find out about the thing I bought. Right? No, she always knows. It's like, I don't know how she knows. But she'll call me when I'm in the store in the checkout line. Like, what are you doing? Like, Nothing. Don't worry about it. I thought, I thought the kids were busy with you or something. Anyways, that's another issue that we're working through. <laughs> not really. And we're not fixing it. <laughs> no, they're relieved. We are relieved when, when we see, not just not the financial things, but when we just simply see that there's provision for the things ahead. There's relief, right? The pressure's off. And it's because, again, it's because the needs are met. Now imagine feeling that way all the time. That relief, the, the lack of heaviness, the, the lightness in your shoulders. You, even if it's totally different circumstance, but everyone knows what that feels like when you feel a weight removed from your shoulders, right? When you feel that 
come off of you and you just feel like your entire life has been elevated and is lighter and is just easier to navigate through. We all know what that feeling is and we can have that all the time. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to the riches in His glory in Christ Jesus. Matthew 7.7 Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened for you. There's another one in John 15. Seven, when it's, if you abide in my word, if you remain in my will, by this, ask whatever you wish, and my Father will give it to you. Because that's how he will prove that you are mine, and I'm yours. By the fruit of your life. But what has to happen first? We have to remain in the will of God. And one of our God's names, like El Shaddai, more than enough. Another one that I've just been fascinated with is Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord our provider. He's so funny with his names. He just spells them all out for everything that we would ever need. The Lord is our provider. This is who he is, church. He is a provider. And so why do I mention this? Because I have found that when a person believes that their needs are met, those present needs, and those needs that are to come, when they feel that those things are taken care of, that everything's going to work out, that there's provision for all of those things, what you will find is a person that is incredibly joyful. You will find a joyful person. You will find a generous person. You will find a kind person. You find a person looking outward and not inward. Right? All of us know this. When I know that my needs are met, I am not only more joyful, more pleasant to be around, but I'm also not processing myself and missing what the Lord is doing around me. Inward processing is one of the worst things that you can do to just sit there and try to internalize and try to figure out and try to work out the problem instead of trusting the Lord. But what happens is we come to these moments of great need, and like I said before, we are quick to forget that we serve a God whose name is Jehovah Jireh, and He literally calls me son, and I'm to call Him dad. He is my father. The first father I ever had. He is my father, and He is the provider, and I am His son. But we forget that this is who He is, and we begin to look inward, and we begin to try to figure it out. How many of us have run ourselves ragged trying to figure out things that the Lord is the only one that has any business handling those things? That would be like me trying to figure out how to get more people in the door. I would run myself into the dirt and then I would not want anything to do with this ministry because I would be burnt out because I would be operating within Parker and not within the Spirit of God because guess what he cares about? It's not attendance. He cares about a heart that says yes to Him. If there's multiple hearts that say yes to Him, He's happy. And I see a lot more than one heart in here, so I think we're doing great. Right? But these are the things we start to process, we start to figure it out, we start to find our way around these issues, and we forget that He is Jehovah Jireh and that I belong to Him. The living water of heaven the Holy Spirit dwells in us, church. Amen? In 1 Peter 2, 9, we know this passage, we know this Scripture very well, but you are a chosen race, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of His own possession, a people of His own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of Him who called you out of darkness and into marvelous light. Because He has taken possession of us, we can, we can proclaim the excellencies of Him, things that we didn't even do. Right? Things that we weren't even a part of. I can proclaim that my God is a God who will split the sea to make a path for me because I know that's who He is. And I, I have been adopted into that miracle. Amen? I am one of His people. We get to take possession of that which was not, never ours, but He has given us access to. And He has made us holy, royal, a priesthood. You are His church. And in all of that, I just need us to recognize the, the most profound part of that is that it is declaring that we are His and He is ours. Sometimes we need to stop and just remember that, that I am His. Now, we're good with that. But take it the next step that He is also mine. I can take possession of the living God as my Father. I don't share it, right? He's mine. You can have some too. He's very big. But I'm taking hold of Him for me too. Amen? You are His, and He is yours. And we need to live believing this truth because when we do, when we live believing that our needs are met, there is provision. That the, when we live believing that there is provision for every day in my life as I remain in His will. And remember again, this is just going back to John 15. There is no provision outside of the will of God. Right? Understand this. You don't get to say no to the will of God. You don't get to reject Him and then encounter the blessings of Him. Right? We, we can't be those kind of people, church. And there, we, we see that, unfortunately, in a lot of cases that people will deny walking in obedience to the Lord but expect Him to deliver for them. But that deliverance is in His will. And if I've said no to His will, I'll miss the deliverance. Amen? Because the Lord wants to work on your behalf, but if you're not in a place where He can work on your behalf, you'll miss the miracle. Amen? This is the reality. We need to recognize this. But in His will, we live believing and knowing all I need is mine to claim. You will find yourself becoming the most joyful person in the room. The most joyful person in the room when you live, knowing that every need you will ever have, the Lord will provide. And now imagine if every one of us in this room right now lived like that. Church, I've been thinking uh, about this, really this one thing all week, uh, just processing this, this truth and this reality and what it means for me specifically before I start thinking about what it means for the church. And I do this, and I'm, I'm going to apologize uh, about this. I didn't know this was going to be a characteristic that I inherited from Randy Winfrey, but I'm going to totally blame him for this. Uh, because when I started working here, after the first couple of weeks, I was like convinced that he hated me. I was like, this, this is not going to work out. And he's tall and scary. He's got a deep voice. So you don't want him hating you, right? He's got a full head of hair and he's in his 60s. It's not fair. So something's going on. And I remember I called Kendall McDonald, and I'm like, dude, I don't know how to navigate this guy. And I told him kind of what I was experiencing. He's like, oh, no, like, take it as a compliment. 
That just means that, the, that Randy knows he can process what the Lord has him to process in your, around you. He doesn't have to worry about putting on the pastor hat and the pastor smile, right? And so if you ever notice me being super, super quiet, it's because I love you extra. <laughs> and I feel comfortable processing with the Lord because I, I, I was, I'm processing these things on Wednesday night and my wife is like, everybody thought you were mad at them. I'm like, shoot. I wasn't. I was just dealing with some things and having a conversation with the Lord, and that meant I didn't talk to anybody else. And so that can be perceived as, uh-oh, we did something. So just as Randy made me feel uncomfortable, I am blessed to be able to make you feel uncomfortable as well. But just know that's, that's what the Lord's got me in. And so, there are sometimes as pastor, I, again, I wasn't ready for this. I didn't expect this to happen, but where I just can't leave the process that the Lord has me in especially when he's trying to correct something in me, right? Because if I check out of it, it's going to take a lot for him to get me back into it, and normally it's very painful for me. So I like to stay in that process. And one of the things that I was recognizing and just asking the Lord these questions, that when someone new walks in this room, what do they hear? What do they see? When they walk in, and again, this has to start with me. I'm the pastor of this church. And you know that I have no desire to lead this, this work of God without you. But I intend to lead it with you hand in hand. But when somebody comes in, they will put me at the head. Just the nature of, of this structure that we have in, in, in church right now. But, so if they look at me, and they see this miserable, grumpy person, what are they going to think about you? Miserable, grumpy people. Not very nice. I didn't really like being there. So when new people come in, do they see joy? Do they hear laughter? I heard this uh, a couple weeks ago, but a pastor said that if I walk into a church and I don't hear laughter, I don't know that Jesus is in that room. Like, whew. There are plenty of times where I, you, couldn't get, you couldn't pull a laugh out of me. And why is that? Because I've started to process things inwardly. I've started trying to figure out things. I've taken trust away from God and put it back in myself. And that place only digs you deeper and deeper and deeper into a hole of isolation. And then you miss all that the Lord is doing. But when I know and I am convinced and I am unmoved from this place of this truth that the Lord is not only more than enough, but He is the provider and He has gone before me to establish everything I will ever need in the days ahead because I can see the truth of it in the days behind me. When I recognize that and know that there, is, there are needs coming that I can't even fathom how the Lord is going to answer these needs. We haven't even gotten there yet, but there are going to be needs that this church has that we have as a family and we will, we will find ourselves in the midst of great need. Will I trust that He is still my provider? Will I remember that He is still my provider? And when I do that, what will you hear in difficult moments where there's great need? You will hear joy. You will hear laughter. You will hear a people of God that are not wavering from this place of God is so good. He is so good. We're, Jay, Jay shared a little bit about the worship team um, and there have been times where getting up here and leading worship, and I know it's the same for Jay, has been like pulling teeth. It's, there have been times where this stage was the last place I wanted to be. 
because there was not joy. There was, there, was not, there was not fun. We were just, there was not unity. There was difficulty. And Jay and I would pray constantly, but I, I, I'm grateful for Jay not changing the structure that the Lord gave him, not going out to find musicians, but trusting that the Lord will bring them when it's time to bring them. And now we have this team. And Jay put it in words that I, I hadn't even recognized that that's what I was feeling. But over the last three weeks, there's been such an overwhelming amount of joy with these people on this stage. And Jay said it so beautifully this morning. It's because we are, for the first time, in my time here on this stage, all of one heart and mind and passion for the Lord. And it is a beautiful thing to experience. It is a beautiful thing to be a part of. This is the joy of the Lord. And there have been so many times where the great need of, of a team, because it's difficult with a piano and a, a drum set to really establish a big, full worship sound that was in our hearts that we wanted. And the Lord didn't care about any of that. He just wanted us to say yes and be faithful. But if we didn't trust, if Jay did not trust the Lord to provide and to have established the provision in the day that it was needed and when it was anointed to be established and when it was anointed to show up and be a part of this team, who knows where we would be right now? We may have the most manufactured, crazy, sophisticated sound in the world, but there may not be a single person up here that loves the Lord. But that's not who we are. We've got this team of people who their first passion is praising God. And then being a part of a worship team is just a bonus. Right? But this is what the Lord does. I'm just using this as an example. Again, I didn't know we were going to do any of this. I didn't know Jay was going to share these things this morning. I sat at my office. I literally sat at my office before worship practice and wrote this out. So it could not have been any more last minute. And there's no way that Jay and I had any conversation about this. But the heart is the same. That if you trust in the Lord to be who the Lord says He is, there is such great joy and relief and just it is just fun to exist even in the midst of great need. And when you find yourself in that day where you are encountering the provision, I'm telling you the joy is overwhelming. The joy is overwhelming. But there is no need to wait to have joy for that day when you can have it right now knowing that that day is just around the corner. Whatever you need, whatever you need in your story, if you've asked the Lord and you are walking with Him faithfully, it has already been released to you. You've just not gotten to it yet. You've not gotten to the day where it was needed, where the Lord anointed this is when it's perfectly to be released. You're just not there yet. But it was released because you are a son, you are a daughter of the King, and He does not withhold any good thing from you. He is El Shaddai more than enough, and He is Jehovah Jireh, the Provider. If this is who He is, what does He have to do? He has to provide. This has to be who He is. When people come in here, do they see, do they hear that we genuinely love being together? Do they see freedom to express their love for the Lord? One of the, one of the cool things about uh, just going to Lubbock on Saturday nights and just going to churches uh, not only do we get, as, as a ministry staff, we get to get poured into, and that's a ton of fun, but we have, we have gone to a church and we have seen that these people genuinely love being together. It is like their favorite thing to do. 
is to just be together. And it is so much fun. And we encountered it one night when Steve, Zach, and I are there helping, helping them with some sound issues that they were having. I say Steve, Zach, and I. Zach and I were there, and Steve was fixing their issues. So, like, that's how that worked. But we were just, like, the moral support where Steve's, I mean, we're, we go with him because he makes us look cooler. So um, that's why we were there. And I wanted Whataburger, and so it was, like, an excuse to go get it. So, but we're there until nearly 1 a.m., with these people that have been together all day and you just see that they love each other. And would a, would a new person come in, would they see that about us? That we love being here together because we know what the Lord is going to do and we, I, I don't want to do it with anybody else but you. There is not a church, there is not a people that I would rather do what the Lord is doing in Sundown, Texas with than you. I want you. Right? And do, we, do they see that? Will they see that? The lesson that has been for me in this season is learning to not go inward. How, and how I have found myself going inward the most, and what I see the most when people go inward is when we try to fix and when we try to solve things, not trusting God to be our provider, instead of allowing the Lord to be who He is. And when I allow Him to be who He is, I am also allowing myself to be who I am in Him. These moments where I trust the Lord to be the provider and I feel the joy come up out of me, I feel like I've, I am now Parker in the way He's meant to exist in the heart of God. When I trust God to be who He says He is, I unlock the ability for me to be who He says I am. I can't be who I am if I don't trust Him to be who He is. Because who I am is rooted in who He is. And if I doubt who He is, I will doubt who I am. And if I doubt who I am, where am I going? Internal. Into turmoil and strife and difficulty. Unnecessarily so. But when I trust God to be God, when I trust Him to be who He is, I am allowing myself to be all I am in Him. And the enemy will always try to suppress who you are. That you have to understand of all the cards that he plays, that is the main objective. To get you to not live as God has called you to live. To get you to not be who God has called you to be. Because if he can stop you from being who the Lord has anointed you to be, he has rendered you powerless. That is his plan. And I see him doing it now in, 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 in the community and in, in just different conversations that I've seen through doubt of provision to meet a need. I see that widespread in our community right now. That we doubt that the need can be met. That we doubt that anything better can be around the corner. This, this has been totally and completely absorbed in this city. That this is the best it's going to be. As good as it gets. And I refuse to believe that. Why would he have us here if this was it? Where in that is the nature of God found? Stagnant. When have you known him to be stagnant? What do we know about things that are stagnant? What happens? They only produce death. Is this who our God is? A God that would leave sundown to be stagnant? Absolutely not that would leave Lubbock, Ropes, Plains, 
more than all these places, these communities of West Texas, he would leave them to become stagnant. This is not who he is. This is something that we have, we have partaken in that is not of God. And one of the main things that I heard the Lord say this morning in my office is that through the doubt of provision and Him to meet your need, it is causing you to be stagnant because you are going inward and never moving forward. But church, our God is El Shaddai. Amen? Amen. He is more than enough. So can we live in the place of freedom and joy knowing that every need has already been met? Can we live in that place, church? Can we live in this place and believe right now in this moment that everything that I will ever need, He has already released. It is mine because I am a son of God. I am His. I'm not anybody else's. I belong to Him. And He is the creator of the universe. He is the God that paves His streets in gold. And what more will He do for His Son? He will not leave me here now. He did not lead me here to leave me here. He led me here that I would understand the fullness of His love towards me. Amen? And when we understand and we settle into this reality that He is a provider and that He has gone before me to establish the answer to my prayer before I've prayed it, we will find ourselves a very joyful people. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.